What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We're back at it again, folks. Back at it again. Let's just jump into some action from yesterday. You know, we spent some time talking about news. Let's talk about some baseball games, some action. Rafael Devers had quite a night. He hit num- number, well, home runs number 99 and 100 of his career. And he continues to torment the Yankees. At the beginning of this game, it looked like Garrett Cole had gotten to a groove, and, you know, he, he did, but... Red Sox were able to kind of bust things open thanks to Rafael Devers there. In the fifth inning, hits a two-run homer off of Garrett Cole, and then in the seventh inning, a three-run homer off of Cortez. But Devers really was the story of the night for Boston. He he's doing some some special stuff this year. Obviously, he was an All-Star, but you know it's gonna it's only a matter of time before they sign him to a nice extension. Probably this offseason, I see them doing that because this dude is one of the best third basemen in the game. And on the mound, Erod, he only lasted one inning, and he left the game due to migraines. Gave up one earned run in one inning, came out due to migraines, then it was a bullpen from there. Phillips Valdez took over, looked pretty good over the next few innings. But, you know, the story of the night really was, you know, the Red Sox bats. It wasn't only Rafael Devers hitting well. Jaron Duran, the, the rookie who just got called up last week, he also looked good. They're already putting him in the two-hole. He's playing center field, batting second. You know, that's the kind of profile they see him having, you know, a, a top-of-the-order guy down the line, but doing it just a week into his career, obviously, you know, he's he's going to have his success. He's going to have his struggles when the league figures out how to pitch to him, but they see this guy as someone who's going to be their center fielder of the future. So good to see him get off to a pretty solid start here in the first week. If we move to Cleveland, so... The Rays had Nelson Cruz in the lineup for the first time. He literally just got traded and traded there. And, you know, he, he arrived there on Friday just the following day after. And immediately they put him third in the lineup against the Indians. And he made his presence felt. He hit a home run. He's like, I'm here. You know, I, I'm going to hit a home run. He hit a home run there. And that's exactly why they got this guy. It was his 20th of the year off of Zach Plesak. G-Man Troy also chipped in with a three-run homer as well. That top of the Rays lineup is looking pretty good right now. Brandon Lau, G-Man Choi, Nelly Cruz, Austin Meadows. That's their one through four. That's their one through four. That's going to be a pretty um, that's going to be a pretty tough four to get it, you know, get through if you're a starting pitcher, especially because those first couple guys, you know, Brandon Lau, G-Man Choi, those guys get on, get on base a lot. You know, you might not think of them as like offensive, you know, juggernauts or anything like Anelli Cruz or Austin Meadows, but those guys are, you know, on base. Those guys are on base guys. You know, they get they get on base, and then you have your your RBI machines, the Anelli Cruzes and the Austin Meadows behind them. But yeah, Zach Plezak, six and two thirds, four earned runs against Tampa Bay, and yeah, it was just more of a hitting kind of game, offensive kind of game. Ten five, Tampa Bay over. Cleveland. If we move out to New York, so the Mets shut out the Blue Jays 3-0. You know, that's not easy to do. That's not easy to do when you're facing a Blue Jays lineup that is as stacked as it is. But um, so the Mets just acquired Rich Hill. He's not going to be there until Saturday, which is today. And then Carlos Carrasco is expected back from the injured list in a few days as well. And then maybe Jacob deGrom. So that rotation is on the men, but one of the arms they've been using 
is Tyler McGill. So big right-hander, 6'7 right-hander. Got his first major league win yesterday with six shutout innings against the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a good Blue Jays squad, but he did his job. Offensively, it was a Pete Alonso show. Two home runs yesterday off the well, one off the former Met, Steven Matz, then another one off of Boruki in the eighth inning. But Alonso hit his 20, 20th and 21st home runs of the year. And you know, his numbers are looking pretty good, too. His numbers are looking pretty good. But 3 um, nothing was was the final score there for, for New York. But Pete Alonso drove in all three of their runs. So the Mets are 51 of 43. They have a, they have a pretty solid record. I have a good feeling about this squad. I think that, you know, with them getting healthy now, I mean, I didn't even mention Cindergaard because he's kind of a question mark. We don't know if he's going to be healthy this year. But getting Carrasco back, obviously DeGrom, and then, you know, Rich Hill, that's a coin flip. I'm not really expecting much from him. So even just forget about that. So just getting DeGrom and Carrasco back, I think that, you know, you're going to see some good things from the Mets because they're four up in the division right now. They're up by four games over the Phillies. Phillies are just a 500. I mean, the Mets really should win this division. Um, I don't really see anyone else competing with them. It's just getting that that roster healthy enough for a playoff push. You know, can they do that? Will they do that? That's what we'll have to wait and see. So there was a lot of drama. There's been a lot of drama in this um, in the NL West, but um, you know, yesterday it, it was a new series for the Dodgers. They 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 lost the heartbreaker. You know, to the Giants the night before, they actually lost in extras this time to the Rockies. So, Dodgers have hit a bit of a skid here. Uh, yeah, 10th inning victory. This one, Charlie Blackman hitting a two-run homer in the 10th inning. And and now if you're L.A., you're, like, wondering what's happening. Not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. The Dodgers still have 59 wins, you know, and, and they're going to be fine. It's just one of those rough patches where you lose a few games here and, and uh, you know, you brush it off. But they'll be fine. Cody Bellinger seems to be, you know, hopefully, getting out of, out of you know, his rust here. A double and a triple yesterday. You know, that's, that's good stuff from the former NL MVP. But his numbers have been very, very rough this year. He has a 560 OPS on the season. It's, it's not what we're used to seeing from Belly. But he has, to be fair, he has been dealing with some injuries, some pretty bad ones. So if he can get healthy and feel better, then hopefully he's going to be good for them down the stretch. But David Price started yesterday. Five and two-thirds with three earned runs. Then bullpen took over from there. But, yeah, it was really the Rockies having some extra innings magic there off the bat of Chuck Nasty, Mr. Charlie Blackman, three for four with three RBIs in yesterday's game. And I guess we can say that, so the Giants, if we're staying in the NL West, the Giants lost two. The Giants lost two. They lost to the Pirates, actually, six, six to four. And, yeah, the Bucks rallied to beat the Giants. Brian Reynolds, two-run homer yesterday. Probably the, the most unsung probably the most unsung outfielder in the game, honestly. I mean, he was an all-star this year, but people still sleep on him because he plays in a small market. He plays for Pittsburgh. But Brian Reynolds is really good. Had a bit of a down year last year, a bit of a rough year. But you knew that was a bit of a fluke because, I mean, I don't expect many people to know this, but Brian Reynolds was you – know, he's, he's been like – He's hit for a high average at every level, even in college, right? I know everyone's going to say, like, oh, that's just college. But, you know, if someone hits for a high average, I'm talking, like, you know, like well north of 300, like 330 plus or whatever. In college, they do the same thing in the minors. They do the same thing in the rookie year in the major leagues. 
then they have a step back. Okay, you, you know they're going to regress back to, to hitting above 300. That's just a player they've been at every level, even at the major league level, you know, in his rookie year. So this year he's back, you know, he's doing that. He's in 307, 390 OBP, you know, his, his OPS adds up to 916. Great season for Ryan Reynolds, 18 homers, playing good center field for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's funny, he did this against the Giants. This is the team that actually drafted him. He, he was drafted number two over, I'm sorry, second round, 59th overall by the Giants in 2016 out of Vanderbilt. You know, ended up getting traded, and that's fine. The Pirates Pirates got a good one on their hands, a really good one. But, um, yeah, 6-4 was the final score. And Johnny Cueto stole a base in this game, I will say, by the way. He stole a base. First career stolen base for the pitcher. Let's head out to the Midwest. So, Brewers-White Sox. This was a good one. Brewers, you know, they continue to roll. 7-1 was the score here. And, yeah. So, big, big... Uh, I mean, I don't even say every game is big, but we're in the middle of summer. Not every game is big yet. That's in September. But let me just let me just move on and say that uh, the big hit in this game was a grand slam, a grand slam first of the career for Tyrone Taylor of the Milwaukee Brewers sent that uh, crowd into a frenzy there. Tyrone Taylor is an outfielder for the Brewers. He was playing center field yesterday, one for three with you know obviously four RBIs there on that big swing. But um, that, that really was the, the gut punch to the White Sox because they got a great start out of Lucas Giolito, who went six innings with only one run. But, um, yeah, Aaron Burr surrendered that granny to Tyrone Taylor, and, you know, that, that was the big blow, and, and the White Sox didn't really hit much. But, I mean, and they didn't, yeah, they didn't really hit much. They had five hits on the game, three of them from Andrew Vaughn. But that grand slam... Ended up pushing the score out of reach, and Brewers end up winning 7-1. Let's go to Midwest. I mean, let's stay in the Midwest, actually. So, um, Royals and Tigers. So, the Royals won this game, but the Tigers had been on a win streak, um, and I guess I didn't really talk enough about that. They went on a seven-game win streak coming out of the All-Star break, and everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on in Detroit? Like I said a few days ago, this is a Detroit team. They're not good now, but they're going to be good in the near future. You know, so they're, they're not that far away. Because when you pick at the back of the draft like that for so long, you're going to get a lot of talent. And those guys are now coming to the big leagues. Matt Manning's in the big leagues. You know, Riley Green isn't far away. Um, Casey Mize is in the big leagues. So they have these guys, and they're going to they have more on the way. Spencer Torkelson is going to be there soon, so... They're going to make some free agent signings. Maybe maybe in two years' time, I can see the Tigers contending again. I'm not even kidding. I think maybe in like 2023. 20, as crazy as it sounds for me to say, but this is kind of where the Chicago White Sox were a few years ago. Remember that? And they, where they were in a few years ago. Now, the, the, their rebuild is complete. So you heard it here first, folks. The Tigers, in about two years' time, they're going to be pretty good again. But yesterday was about the Royals. Royals beat them by a score of 5-3. to three. Chris Bubich on the mound, got his third win, young left-hander for the Royals. Six innings, one earned run for, for the Stanford kid. And, yeah, I mean, offensively, Ryan O'Hearn and Carlos Santana supply the pop. Santana with his 16th dinger of the year. Looking at his numbers, you know, a bit, a bit below what we're used to from Santana. Usually, you know, he's a guy who gets on – he's an on-base machine. That's his, his uh, MO. Actually, you know, his OBP is right where – it is for his career average. Okay, it's just his OPS is down. So his OBP is at 360, which is excellent. But his OPS is 775. He has a career 810 OPS. So he's just not slugging 
as much as we're used to, but he's still getting on base at the clip that we're used to. So the only thing that's down is his slugging, his power. That's it. But his batting average on base is exactly what we're used to. And, yeah, so good stuff from Santana. But, uh, yeah, win for Kansas City 5-3. to three. So that's going to be it for today, folks. That's all we'll cover. Enjoy the weekend. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.